The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Kenny Media Group or Motor City Woman Radio Network. You're listening to Motor City Woman Radio. Tune in daily for inspiration, motivation, and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Motor City Woman. Tune in daily for inspiration, motivation, and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Motor City Woman. Welcome to Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Jamila Struthers. Professionally Fit is dedicated to fit and aspiring to be fit professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. We delve into issues surrounding fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, parenthood, relationships, and much more. Welcome to the show.
so she washes my hair normally, but this week I was like, nope, I'm going to wash my own hair. So, you know, when you decide to wash your own hair, you have to have all the components that, yes, that requires, do. right? So I had my products or whatever, but I didn't have my blow dryer because I remember I let my sister borrow it a while back. And so I haven't needed it. I haven't asked for it back because I right. usually don't wash my own hair. So this week I text my sister like, hey, um, do you have my blow dryer? She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll be by tomorrow to get it, right? So I go over to pick up the blow dryer, and I'm like, where is it? She's like, oh, it's in the bathroom in the bottom cabinet, okay. bottom, bottom drawer. So I open up the bottom drawer, and there's a blow dryer in there, and I pull it out, and I'm like, this is not my blow dryer. And she's like, I was like, I gave you a con air in a box, and this is just a loose blow dryer. I was like, and my con air in the box came with the comb and everything that had attachments and she's like oh i don't know and i'm like wait what uh so, 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 wait a minute it gets better so she's like oh i don't, I don't know I'm like, you just don't know where my okay you don't know where my blow dryer at okay i'm like all right well this is a blow dryer. so i'm like maybe i'll just use this and i was like but i don't know how to use a blow dryer without the comb attached and she was like, oh, you just brush or comb your hair. Have a brush or comb in one hand, the blow dryer in the other hand, and you brush, blow, brush, blow, brush, blow. And I'm like, well, what comb do I like? I don't know. I don't know what kind of comb. Yeah, I practice, right? And she's like, like a wig brush. And I'm like, okay. She walks away, <laughs> comes back <laughs> with three singles. <laughs> like, <laughs> go, to the, go to the beauty supply. I, say I had the wig brush. <laughs> Go to the beauty supply, yeah. get you a wig brush, and use this bootleg blow dryer. With, by the way, the blow dryer had no name on it, no label on it. I didn't know, like, the watts, the power. Yeah. It was just black with a gold tip. Right now, but go on. And so she comes back with $3, basically <laughs> pimps me out to the beauty supply, like, go buy a wig brush. And so my face said, wait, what? So she walks away, and I guess she figured. Okay, okay, she tripping. Why she walk away, come back, and was like, give me, give me that three dollars, and hand me a five. Come on, get you a nice one. Ball <laughs> it. Now you better close your mouth. Did you, you just upgrade me on the wig brush? And I hope you said thank you and got to stepping about your business. I actually, I didn't know what to say. So I did. I just shut it all down. I'm like, could go off. Like, not only did you hand me a bootleg blow dryer that's not bad, was never mine. <laughs> But then you yeah. pay me out with five dollars, like now you're going to complain. Get the with the, you know, gold-plated handle or something that looks similar. Yeah. She Perfectly said. Yeah. She, she said, "Go buy you a nice one and quit whining." Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you don't run my blow dryer, <laughs> and you're not going to try to find it, is what you say. <laughs> she like, "Now get up, skedaddle." So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Story. <laughs> you were the wait what component <laughs> because. I did not actually. You no, did. no, because I couldn't get the coordination, the hand coordination to brush and blow. Yeah. And so I ended up letting it air dry and just doing banter to it. Like, so I didn't even use the blow dryer because I didn't know how to use a blow dryer without a comb attached. It was too hard to hold a comb in, like, in the left hand and do the back of my head. I look like a fool. You should have saw me. It was ridiculous. Oh, God. Yeah, so. so yeah, so. Yes, yeah, so I got an appointment with Lolly for next week. Yeah, so yeah that's thanks, the moral of the story. The moral of the story, guys, is stay in your lane. It's okay. Some yes. people wash and blow dry their hair and some don't. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got served. All right. So, my wait what is this little handy dandy bottle of mine. I love this little water bottle. Mm-hmm. So, I've been trying to get off of buying, you know, water because I think it's a waste of money. So, I take a couple of cubic pieces of water and I go to we have like a She's in front of me. She she gets her water. You know, she's in the lead. He's taking up the rear with the water. I'm, you know, I'm in the center. I'm all proud of everybody, right? He gets her water. So I go up and I, you know, I fill my water bottle up. And I'm looking like, okay, you can step right up and get your water. Right. And he's still at the end of the counter.
the pop. A two liter? A two liter. I don't even know what it's called anymore. A two liter of pop and filled up his water bottle. Yeah. Wait, I'm confused. The two liter of pop didn't have pop in it. It did. He filled his water bottle up with pop. Wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) He filled his water bottle up with pop. So he wasn't waiting in line to use no. the filter like the rest no. of you two. He was just happened to be in there, and I assumed because he had a water bottle that he was getting that he water. Would get water. I didn't even know that people had enough nerve to put anything other than water in their water bottle. I was so shocked. I was literally like, "So whose two liter was this? This was he is." But he didn't want to carry the whole He didn't want to drink it. You know, he had a little class about himself. Okay. So he came in and he put pop in his water bottle. Wait, what? <laughs> it, it, like, traumatized me. I'm like, how many people have I thought were drinking water, water. and you were guzzling down pop? Right. Also, why do you think this is okay? <laughs> and tell me this. Did he at least have enough shame for the water bottle to not be clear? It was a clear color. The pop was? No, the, the water bottle. It was like a blue see-through. So, so it wasn't clear like, you know, glass. Right. It was clear with a blue tint. Yeah. But he wasn't shameful at all. Because I don't see people actually drinking something with color in their water bottle. But I always think it's something healthy. Like, I've been walking around with this assumption that if you're walking around Still with a here. water bottle, mm. you are drinking something healthy. It's it just kind of like, now I don't trust anybody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're drinking. You're drinking pop, juice. I don't know. Yeah. Are you who you say you are? I don't even know what's real in here. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm traumatized. I don't trust wow. anybody with um, a water bottle. Wow. I need I need to stop taking things at face value. You literally, you, you can't make any assumptions. You cannot. Like and he was not shamed at all. So that was my way. But yeah, he thought pop in a water bottle. That's it's not as bad, but it's definitely on the same wavelength as melting the cheese on the fried oh, chicken. chicken. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a little because a water bottle is called a water bottle. And then I wanted to know even more details. Like, is this a water bottle or is it your pop bottle? Is this a temporary thing? Well, do you sometimes or drink water out of this water bottle? ever? Or do you, is it just... We should probably let this go because you don't have an angle for messing around. I know. I China. just... You know, I'm going to Skype them. <laughs> and find out. Yeah, sir, I saw you in the kitchen. I just need to, yeah, reach out to them. So, update next week, guys. Yeah, good. Keep us posted. I will. Oh, yo, for your sanity. For my sanity alone. <laughs> Okay. What are we doing first? So that's our way of life for today. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. We're talking today about spot reviews. This has to be by far one of, hands down, the most common questions I get as a trainer, you know, at Big Camp 360, whether somebody like inboxes us on Facebook or consultation face-to-face or asking someone what their goal is. Everybody wants to lose their stomach. Offhandedly. I just want to lose my stomach. I just want to lose my stomach. I just want to lose my bat wings, like my yeah. arms, the flab under my arms. I just want to lose these love handles. I only want to lose my thighs, but I want to keep my butt and my waist the same. Yeah. And so we're going to address that question today. Right. So spot reducing, for those who don't know, is just that. Trying to lose fat in a specific spot on your body. So that's what spot reducing is, and that's what we mean when we say that. So, Jay, what's your take on spot reducing? First of all, have you ever tried to lose weight, lose fat in a particular area? No, for for one reason. That's because anytime you admit that you have even heard spot reducing from people that are in authority in position, like, don't judge me, like, who am I? <laughs> so I've never even thought it was possible, so I never tried it. I just right. just completely, you know. And what do you tell clients who ask you about it? I tell them that there's, there's not a such thing as spot reducing as far as fat, but if there's a particular area that they want to tone, such as, like you said, the fat wings or the stomach, you can, you know, work that area a little harder. You know, if you want nicer shoulders, you can start working your shoulders more. But when it comes to losing the fat, you can't just, you know, start doing arm circles. and think, No, you need to lose weight in your whole entire body. Your body will naturally lose weight in those areas. Exactly. So... Absolutely, a thousand percent. The short answer is no. Listen again. The short answer <laughs> is no. 
You cannot spot reduce with exercise. You cannot spot reduce with exercise, guys. So if you're trying to lose your stomach, you can't go home every night and do 200 crunches or sit-ups or even planks and think you're going to lose the belly fat. All you're doing is building a six-pack under the fat, right? Under this gelatinous mound of fat. That's all you're doing is building muscle under the fat. Your muscle and your fat are two separate things. You cannot turn fat into muscle. Okay, you cannot turn fat into muscle. You have muscle under the layer of fat. They're two separate components. But one of the things I do want to talk about that you can do is called metabolic conditioning. And you can train your metabolism to burn fat better. So you can't control where fat comes from off your body. But one of the things that people normally do when they're trying to lose weight is they eat less and exercise more. Right. So one of the things <laughs> people say, good old-fashioned eat less yeah. and exercise more. And most of us have been doing that for so long, and most of us think that that's the formula for losing weight. But when it doesn't happen, especially in those certain um, stubborn areas, we get really, really frustrated. And now we're looking for a quick fix, and now right. we're taking pills and drinking teas and doing detoxes. However, listen very closely. You have to cycle your diet. And in the simplest form, that simply means to lose weight, you have to eat less and exercise less. To put on muscle, you eat more and exercise more. So again, to you have to cycle your diet, diet based on your activity. So if you're like athletes, for example, you may follow some athletes on social media or have watched a documentary about athletes or something like that. Or maybe you are an athlete or have them in your family, and you'll notice how big their appetite is. Yeah, definitely. Like when I train well, on my heavy lifting days, I'm throwing back the food. I'm throwing back the calories and the, and the starches, right? So the more you train, the more you exercise, listen closely, guys, the more you exercise, the more you need to eat. A lot of us, especially women, believe not eating equals weight loss, and that is not the case. So for those stubborn areas on your body, you don't need to eat less. You need to eat more and exercise more because what normally happens, and I had a client come to me just the other day and say, Miss, I think my stomach got bigger. You know, and I'm like, no, your legs got smaller, and now you're looking more disproportionate. Yes, <laughs> it is disappointing, but for those stubborn areas, because she also had a history of under eating, yeah. but now she's training on a much regular basis, and I told her, you need to be eating much more now, right? And so people, especially if you don't have a healthy relationship with food, you believe that eating equals weight gain, but that's not the case. It's not what you eat that equals yeah. weight gain, not the amount. And You know, you're not exercising, your metabolism is slow, so it's moving slower now, which is different from fasting. We're going to talk about that. Right. But when it's unintentional, it's different. Right. So, yeah. So, it's the times, you know, the portion sizes, what you eat, what you don't eat. Yes. And it sounds really complicated, but our golden rule is if it doesn't have a label, you won't have to worry as much. Exactly. Exactly. So, even if you, you know, you might need to get help or something to figure out the times and, and the quantity, but the rule of thumb with your food, like Jay said, is you're aiming for a label-free diet, meaning there's no guesswork with your food. There is no nutritional label for you to read calories and ingredients because an apple has no nutritional label, right? Um Fresh rice has no nutritional label. Potatoes have no nutritional label. Fresh produce have no nutritional label. So if you say, Lisa, what should I be eating? It's much easier just to tell you what you should avoid. And you want to avoid as many nutritional labels as possible. And things with a nutritional label, you want as few ingredients as possible. So, for example, our peanut butter has one ingredient, which is 
you know, that's it, <laughs> right? So, and, you know, applesauce should have one ingredient, which is apples. Very simple, guys. So even packaged food can technically be considered a whole food. Yeah. It's just packaged because of the form it's coming in, right? So the apples have been ground up and smushed up. And, and so factor that time in, factor that reading label time in, because I spend a lot of time reading labels. And when you think you're going to go to the grocery store for 30 minutes and you're going to go on the journey, or even if you're not doing the journey, because I spend a lot of time reading labels like, oh, nope, can't get that, thought I Exactly. Could. You exactly. want to try something new? So, yeah, factor in that label reading time. Don't go to the grocery store in a hurry unless you're getting one or two items. Yep, or they, or if you're just standing in a produce section and there's yeah. no guesswork, right? Because right. you can just bag up your spinach, bag up your kale, bag up your tomatoes, bag up your onions, and throw them in the cart, right? right? And if you're, you know, still eating meat, you can go to the counter, get you some fresh fish, get you some fresh chicken, and that's that. So even if you are trying to make it quick, if you stick into a label-free diet, you don't have to read labels. Sure don't. It's so much simpler. Um, if the only things we even recommend eating frozen, you can eat frozen fruits and vegetables, but the only ingredient should be the fruit and vegetable. No sauce, no cheese, no seasoning, right? If you're getting frozen blueberries, the only ingredient should be blueberries, That's right? That's so it. if you're keeping it that simple, then the you should be eating a large amount of food, especially on the days that you're training. And that, my friends, is how you spot reduce. Get rid of this eat less, exercise more regimen. And I know it's very hard because it's just habit. But you have to get rid of this eat less, exercise more regimen. You eat more, exercise more. Or, and this is the way Europeans normally do it and Asians normally do it, eat less, exercise less. In a lot of cultures, the gym is not as big a part of their culture as it is in America. You know, I know exactly that's how it is in China, and that's how it is in a lot, a lot of countries in Europe. Um, the gym is not a major part of their culture, or if it is, they're not going as heavy as we go yeah. or going as hard as we go here. But they're right? also more active, right? They're more active, but they, but they eat less. They eat way less. So they subscribe to the eat less, exercise less model. And that's how they're able to stay thin. In America, most of us subscribe to the eat less, exercise more. And our metabolism is confused because we're not feeding it based on the amount of energy we're exerting. And please don't subscribe to the eat whatever I want, exercise more. Let's just thumbs down that right now. Please, 100%. I worked out, so I'm going to, no, don't go grab a pizza. You, you didn't earn that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, like Lisa said, eat more, exercise more, eat less, and you don't have to exercise as much. It can be very hard, especially for those of you who are under eaters who wake up, have to be at work at nine, but your first meal is until like one or two in the afternoon. I had clients like that, and I was shocked. Like, I know you were. Yeah, I was appalled. Like, what? You're never going to lose weight. So be very careful with um, be very careful with that, guys. So again, spot reducing is simply eating more, exercising more, or eating less and exercising less. Okay, so I'm really excited about the next topic. All right. Yes. Yes. Um, this is this is new for me a little bit, and I've been learning a lot about it, and it's been a really enlightening phase. But fasting is one of the least talked about um, subject matters when it comes to health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to delve into it a little bit today to talk about some of the um, pros and not cons, but the wrong and right ways to fast and um, how you do that and kind of what my experience has been since I started fasting. I know you said you were going to start fasting. Yeah, once a month. I was a, a little fearful of fasting simply because I don't want to lose a pound. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to gain weight now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say trying. That's one thing we took out of our vocabulary. Yes. We tried to do. Right. So I'm gaining. I'm in the process of gaining weight. But I think once you told me about fasting and I had to do my research for the show and we went to the Melanin Seminar and they were talking about fasting and Lisa and I, we don't ignore sense and that's one of the things as soon as we hear good information it's like okay we're gonna apply that i'm gonna see how that works out for that's me it. <laughs> i heard at the the melanin seminar and they were gung-ho about fasting yeah. they gave some information and so i am going to incorporate it into my into my routine once a month and there's so many benefits to fasting and when i was doing the research for the show i learned even more benefits that i didn't even know oh yeah or even think about yeah you know so fasting do you want to Okay, so one of the things that I learned, and I thought this was so interesting, like super interesting. So 
they say in nature when animals get sick, they stop eating them. And then they focus on resting. And this is like a primal instinct. So to reduce the stress on the body and their internal system so that their body can focus on humans. So it said that humans is the only species that feel that we're supposed to be healed, like at the time of like sickness and things like that. So repairing the body sometimes requires you to let your body focus on that one thing. So yes, because I have to say what most people don't know is that when after a heavy meal, 65% of your energy goes towards digestion. So if you're removing, yeah, you know, the eating for a short period of time, that energy can now be rerouted to doing other things. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that was a good one. And then also, I knew that, you know, skin, water, of course, drink more water, your skin improves. But fasting also improves your skin. Mm. Because the same, same concept. It allows your body to take a break from digestion mm-hmm. and folk and regenerate itself to, and refocus itself to your skin and things mm-hmm. like that. So it purifies your skin, yes. it builds your immune system. You know, I, I totally bought into it. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fasting once a month, done. So yeah. For you, how are you, like, how long are you fasting? Well, I'm going to do what you suggested, the 12 hours, or the 8 hours. Mm -hmm. I may start with 8 hours, and and then go up to 12. Got it. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I'm excited. So we're going to get back into fasting today, because you are listening to
Hello, and you're listening to Motor City Woman Radio. Welcome back to Professionals. You are listening live from Phoenix, Arizona, the Channel 60, and my wonderful co-host, Ms. Gifted J. And tonight, we're talking about fasting, the hows, how nots, the do's and don'ts of fasting. So I wanted to get <clears throat> really quick into the types of fasting, because I don't know if you decided what type of fasting you're going to do. One of the ones that I So during that eight hours, though, are you going to allow yourself to eat or drink anything? Water. Okay, so you're going to do a water fast. So there's different types of water fasting. There's a water fasting. There's a juice fast. There's a fruit fast. And then there's what's called dry fasting or the absolute black fast where you have absolutely nothing, no food, no fuel beverage you do at all. You do. No, I do water fasting. So and I typically, so I fast once a week, guys. Um, I do water fasting once a week, usually about, I do about 17 hours a day. So, I use, like, Tuesdays is my day to fast, so I'll be fasting tomorrow. I'll start at midnight tonight, and I probably won't eat anything till about 5 or 6 p.m. tomorrow, which is about 16, 17 hours. Um, and so, I'm working my way up slowly but surely. One of the things to keep in mind, if now, a lot of people fast for spiritual reasons, and that's what is typically... Um, tied to or what is talked about and regardless of I think a lot of people get caught up in the names or titles of fasting and don't realize that regardless of what you call it whether you're doing a spiritual fast a water fast a juice fast a detox fast a cleanse fast regardless intermittent regardless of what you you call it typically the benefits are all the same yeah well what I what they call it what I was looking at Call it something different, spiritual or self enlightenment. Right. Basically, just getting a deeper connection within yourself. Yeah. So, you know, names trip people up. Yeah, names trip people up because if someone, you know, calls it a spiritual fast, they don't think about the actual physical detox benefits that they're getting from it. So, even though you're not calling it a detox fast, your body is still detoxing. But what I want to put out there this evening is a fair warning about fasting and how to do it. One of the things to be really mindful of is preparation before you decide to fast. Now, a lot of people will just dive right in without preparing days before because the severity of your fast depends on how long you're going to fast and how bad your or good your diet was prior to the fasting too, guys. So if you're a chronic caffeine drinker, um, or you have a high a diet that's high in sugar or high in fat, if you decide to fast, you may have a lot of detox sim- sim- right. symptoms, and it can be really hard and uncomfortable. So one of the things that I would recommend is that about three days before you decide to fast, you start slowly weaning yourself off of that caffeine. So you decrease your caffeine a little bit every day leading up to the fast. You also consume more raw foods and more plant-based foods as well you absolutely have to remove the processed food the sugar white flour out of your diet at least three days before the fast because you don't want to delve into it one day after eating a ton of bad food because what happens especially if you're just doing a water fast or fast where you're not eating anything at all is all those toxins get released into your bloodstream at once and it can be really overwhelming for your body. You can have extreme headaches, fatigue, lethargy. Um, that waste is trying to come out your body so fast that your body can't keep up, especially if you're not giving it water or any fluid to be a vehicle for those toxins. So it's really, really, really important that, especially if you don't have the greatest diet and you know you, you know, consume a lot of sugar, a lot of fried foods, a lot of grease, that you actually start doing like a mini fast before the actual fast. So that's one of the warnings I want to give a lot of people. For me, I was able to just start because my diet was really clean ahead of time. I don't do caffeine. I don't do a lot of sugar. So I didn't get all of those symptoms um, that people normally feel. But if you are one of those people and if you're doing it for weight loss or health reasons, it's really, really important that you start extracting those things out of your diet before you start the fast. Speaking of weight loss, it's um, 
it's actually more helpful to do fasting. You'll you'll see results. I'm not trying to say look for quick results, mm-hmm. but instead of dieting, fasting is a healthy, safe way to do it because most people that go into dieting usually can't stick to it. You should stick to a diet. You should be on a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But fasting is something that you can incorporate into your life for life. So if you want to start losing weight and you want to kind of speed up the process a little bit, I would suggest that once your diet gets cleaned up, that you incorporate fasting and then you'll lose weight even quicker because your metabolism does speed up when you do fast. Yeah. Your metabolism, and your metabolism speeds up scientifically because of what we talked about earlier. Simply, you are eating less and exercising less. So it's a shock to your metabolism. So one of the things also as far as eating less and exercising less on this fast is that please, 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 if this is your first time fasting and you're new to this and you're not exactly sure how your body is going to react, do it on the days when you know your activity level is going to be much lower. You know, don't try and go to the gym and do your regular routine. Don't try and do a bunch of cardio. If you have a strenuous job, it's even recommended that you take a few days off or you do it on your off days because you don't know how your body is going to react. And if you're doing a water fast or fast where you're not consuming any foods and the, um, the side effects become too severe, treat it with small amounts of fruit. Um, it's very important that if, if it becomes too severe that you treat it with small amounts of fruit and even cut it short. And if you feel like you can't continue or if you're going into a high activity day where you feel like you won't be able to sustain it. Um, but again, that's what actually, like Jay said, will give your metabolism a boost. Fasting will give your metabolism a boost because you're eating less and exercising less. This should be a low activity. You can still do light walking. You can still do yoga, really um, light practices like that. But you don't want to do a full-on exercise routine or take a big high-intensity exercise class if you're not sure how your body is going to react. Um, and Outside of the physical benefits of fasting, guys, I have to tell you, for me, I was doing it for more of a mindful benefit just to get really tuned in to my thoughts and my awareness, and it has worked wonders. Like, I remember I took a nap last Tuesday while I was fasting, and my dream was so lucid, it scared me a little bit, and I just have a really different type of experience on the days that I'm fasting, and it has been really phenomenal, and then I love... Um, how I'm able to outfake my hunger pangs. Like, it literally makes me stronger every single week. Fasting has been just extremely beneficial for me. And then when I go back to my heavy workout days, I go back to my heavy eating. So I think it's a extremely beneficial, long as you do it the right way. Um, do your research and make sure you exercise healthy practices. And one final thing I would say, because it's such a inward journey with fasting, If you even have a job that's high stress or that's a really toxic environment, try to take days off or be around and surrounded by peace, sunlight, fresh air. All that makes a huge difference to the benefits of fasting, getting out of those out of those toxic environments and around those from around those toxic people. Very true. Yeah, true. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we're going into scoreboard watching. Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> There's so many classic things that we have in common as, as just humans in this in the same environment. Yes. No matter where you work, no matter what church you go to, yep. no matter what school you go to, it's always those same type of individuals who will be able to make you feel like, oh, I should be doing that or I shouldn't be doing that. Right. So that's why we hear so much of the same thing. Yes. And, you know, one of the things we hear all the time is, you know, I've been working out for weeks my friends were and but they lost it and I didn't. So <laughs> So what is scoreboard watching? Scoreboard watching simply means you're you're focused on the results and not the process. You know, I've literally had people after three days, three days no exaggeration. <laughs> I'm not even trying to exaggerate just to, you know, prove a point. Literally three days say I have I don't see any results. And I'm thinking about quitting. Wow. I'm thinking about quitting. That's scoreboard watching. You're not even trying to adopt the mind, adapt to that mindset. Mm-hmm. You have to adopt the mindset of I'm about to have a healthy lifestyle and this is 
the whole time, they'll be bumping into each other. Right. They're focused on winning. Yes. And they know that that game is over at what? Two, I don't watch sports. <laughs> two hours. They know the game is over in a few hours, so they're going to do their best until they get to the end of the game. Right. And the end of the game, unfortunately, for scoreboard watchers, is all the way 20, 30, 40 years from now. So you might as well keep your eyes off the board and focus on that journey. Yep. A thousand percent. It is so important that you maintain your place in the process and track your process as opposed to tracking the end result. It's just like, you know, getting hired into a new position and you're complaining at the end of the first day that you weren't promoted to <laughs> boss right. on the first day. On the first day. Come home complaining that to your spouse your and your goal, kids. But Can you believe I worked all day? And, <laughs> and I didn't get promoted. And right. And I didn't get did everything I was supposed to do. Right. <laughs> So, but so it's the same. So when you start a new job, what do you do? You you walk, you go in with the understanding that okay, I'm starting here. I want to be here, but I understand that there's going to be a process to get there. I'm going to have to prove myself at this level. Then I'm going to have to prove myself at this level. You know, and then maybe I thought I proved myself and I applied for it and somebody else, I, I might not get it. Yeah. And so I have to just go back and continue the I process. What I wasn't ready. To do. Right. And so it's the same concept, guys, when it comes to health and wellness. You cannot consistently weigh yourself, get obsessed with these numbers, and then complain or decide to quit just because you're not seeing the results you want to see in the time frame that you believe you should be seeing it. Right. Right? And so following the process is so, so important. So what's your suggestion for following the process? Well, number one, have a process. Okay. That's number one, because a lot of us think like we're going to do, like we said earlier, just eat less and exercise more, and that'll be, and I should see results. And then we try that, and we're always so good at mastering things that don't work, but we master that even though it's not working, and we don't even look for an alternative. Right. You know what I mean? So you first have to develop a process. It might not be perfect, right? But you have to say, okay, spell it out. I'm going to exercise with this frequency, with this intensity. This is how I'm going to change my diet. This is the outside help that I'm going to bring in. You know, what is your process? But you know the basics are going to be exercising consistently, consistently, the big C, and eating clean, right? And so, but these people, we... We, I have so many clients come to me. I've been following such and such on Facebook or Instagram, and she did this, so I'm going to try it. Or they lost weight in 30 days. First of all, are we going to get into marketing? Because that's a whole nother. You don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. You don't know what type of supplements. You don't know if they're starving themselves. People on social media, they're not always honest with you guys. So many people have even died who claimed they were living this clean lifestyle and they even died off of too many supplements mm-hmm. because they wanted you to believe that they did this so fast and, and they can happen to you because they want to sell you things. Yes. So don't buy into this such and such did this so I can do it but it happened for them because right. they may not even be honest with you. The most honest people will tell you it is a long hard journey it but is. you can do it. Those are the people you need to listen to. If anybody telling you anything different you might want to question the source. Yep. Yep, a hundred percent. And anybody that's giving you some type of cookie cutter program, this is exactly why at Fit Camp Three Sixty we don't write meal plans for people. Right. Everybody's makeup is different. Everybody's bio is different. I'm not I can't give a hundred people the same meal plan. Right. It doesn't make sense. You know, I cannot. You need to be able to experiment and see what does and doesn't work for you just based on your work habits, your lifestyle habits. Maybe you work till 11 p.m. so you're exerting energy right. later. I'm not going to tell you to stop eating starches after 6. Your, your day doesn't end until midnight. So we don't write meal plans for people because everybody wants to be told what to do. Right. And I've had such a hard time trying to convince people why to do it you know people don't even want to hear you when you try to explain why no like no just tell me what to do just tell me what to do like no no you need to understand why and you need to understand realistically what this process is going to look like because you may not see movement the way you want to see movement in the time frame that you want to see it and all 
the scoreboard watching has to stop, guys. It has to. You don't do it in certain areas of your life, but then you become obsessed with the scoreboard in other areas of your life. Right. You scale out every single week, or some people every single day. Oh, yeah. Now, of course, you do want to weigh yourself maybe once a month or every couple of months so you can keep track of your journey. Yeah. But some people, live, they live and die by the by the scale. By the numbers. Right. And it's just very discouraging. And I told someone, you, your weight fluctuates daily. Don't be discouraged because... You haven't lost the two pounds. You, you may have lost those two pounds. Mm-hmm. But it's not reflecting that right now. Get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It may say something different. Right. Depending on what you weigh. And just as a rule of thumb, guys, the best time to weigh yourself is once a week on the same day at the same time, which should be in the morning. First thing upon waking, after you use the, you've used the bathroom for the first time, before you eat anything. So yeah. my, my day used to be every Friday morning. You know, I wake up, I use the bathroom, I weigh myself. That was the only day that I would weigh myself every week at the same time. And then I will put my number, whatever it was, in my calendar. And then I will look, track it over the course of several weeks. And so it's okay to know where you are. To but, track it. But the issue is. Most people aren't doing it for tracking purposes. They, they're doing it to beat yes. themselves up. Yep. And then they let it determine how much harder they're going to go. Yeah. And. Sometimes it can be a motivator because maybe you've lost a little something and you want to keep that momentum up, and so you keep going. But a lot of times I've seen it be a detractor, and individuals actually get so, their bubble gets so busted, they get so deflated. Yeah, that they they quit, and they, they, they say, this isn't working. I tried that. This isn't working. There's no, I tried that. There's only one way to do this. It's to exercise consistently and eat right. And this is, this is one of the things that gets me implementation, more implementation, and more implementation. I cannot tell you how many things that I've learned from different people, and then I implemented that. Yes. And then I implemented something that, that went with that. And then I implemented more with that. You don't stop. And we discussed this. You yes. don't stop. Oh, well, I was I was doing strength training. My arms don't look like I want them to look, so I'm going to stop. No, you add more to strength training. Yes. You were doing it for 30. Oh, you need to do it for 25 minutes then. It doesn't mean go back the other way. Right. That means Maybe add something to it or go harder with what you're already doing. Yeah. So, yeah. And your journey will naturally evolve. Just like on my journey to, like, self-discovery, it's evolved so much. Like, it literally started with giving up dairy. Then it moved to giving up meat. Then it moved to becoming a vegan. Then it moved to yoga. Then it moved to meditation. Now I'm on fasting. Like, when I think about my journey, it's so crazy to me how I've literally evolved in my mindfulness. And weight loss and health is the exact same way. You know, you start off and you learn a little bit at each step. I'm following the process. I don't even know what comes after fasting. You know, I'm not even interested. I'm just following the process. Right. And it's the same way. You, do, you don't start a business and think you're going to make a million on the first day. You don't start a job and think you're going to be promoted to the top seat on the first day. And it's so delusional. <laughs> it is. It's so delusional. Yeah. And it's really, it really hinders you guys when you spend your whole time scoreboard watching versus just following the process. Just like, you know, I started saving money consistently now. I don't check the balance every week or every day because I'm going to get discouraged. Like, oh, my God, this isn't growing fast enough. I quit saving. No, I'm following the process. I deposit money every single week without fail. And that's that. I'm following the process. I, then my next process is probably going to be what? researching investing or trading or money market accounts like i'm gonna follow up i'm gonna get enough that allows me to do that next step oh i found out i need a thousand minimum a thousand dollars to do this specific trade okay i'm gonna follow the process i'm not gonna just stop because it's not where i want it to be today i'm not scoreboard watching i'm following the process yeah and one thing i want to add is submerging yourself into the health and wellness culture Mm. i'm amazed at how much nonsense that people look and listen to say on social media because that's a popular thing. If you want to be healthy, why why don't you subscribe to some how many how many pages do you like on Facebook for for plant based diets? Right. Or health and wellness. Right. I couldn't even tell you and it's always something popping up like, oh oh my God, I'm gonna try that. Right. You know, oh natural popsicles, I'm gonna try that. Right. Look at this exercise company, I'm gonna try that. So don't think you when you submerge yourself into the culture You'll learn so much more, and then when your attention gets diverted to something else, something may come down your timeline, 
or you may, you know, get new friends that are into health and wellness. So, so you can have that topic so of discussion. Yes. Like, submerge yourself into that culture if that's what you want. Yes. So, I was looking at a picture uh, when I was looking up the fasting things and the benefits of fasting. Mm-hmm. And it was two runners. It was two sets of runners. The distance runners and the and the sprint. Yes. And they were saying, like, which type of body do you want to do best? Right. And most people would say the sprint. Okay. And they were saying, like, it's so interesting how people will, most people will emulate the distance runners, right? Mm-hmm. Because, not that research is like, oh, you run. That's how you look hot. But if you put more time into researching what you really wanted, mm-hmm. you will have better results. Stop wanting things to fall on your lap. You need to open a book. You need to go to the library. Read something. Mm-hmm. Read some article. Okay, this person has this type of body. Not saying you'll look directly like them, mm-hmm. but you'll have more information regarding that topic. Oh, okay, they have a plant-based diet. Let me try that. They drink protein. Let me try that. Right. And you'll you'll find your own style, your own swag with the thing, but you'll start implementing more things and learning more. And I would really suggest that you, you do some research daily. Read something daily if that's the type of lifestyle you want. Exactly. Stop thinking that there's a one-size-fit-all. No. Just because she did it, he did it, you saw her do it, you believe they had success, doesn't mean it's a fit for you. So again, the first step in the stop scoreboard watching is to get a process. And like Jay said, that requires research. Yeah. And that requires constant research. constant research. It's not just like, I'm going to try this one thing, and if that doesn't work, oh well, that must not work. You need to revisit it. Back to just like, I don't like boiled Brussels sprouts, but I revisited and decided I love them grilled. Like, stop thinking that there's only one way to consume something or have something, you know, there's more than one way to exercise and lose weight. And most of you guys are probably eating less and exercising more. So again, become a chronic action taker, guys. Don't sit and consume this information that we're giving you or that you read online and have it all in your brain. And then you're just like this information ATM, but you're never taking action. So you have to be a chronic action taker. Like, oh, okay, so I'm probably, I've, I've cut back on my calories and my starches. Maybe that wasn't a good way. Now, okay, I will try and eat more and exercise more. Or maybe I'm on vacation or I know I have a busy work week and I know I'm not going to get to the gym as often as I like this week. Okay, this week I'm eating less and exercising less. It's a day-by-day thing based on your lifestyle. You know, so when I go on vacation, I usually exercise more. So I eat more on vacation, but I exercise more at the same time. When we went to Boston and walked like miles and miles, but we ate so much food. We did. And so it's the same thing, guys. So I hope we hope we help to give you some tips on um, scoreboard watching, fasting, and, um, you know, and what did we talk about first? Scoreboard watching. That's right. Spot reducing. You can only spot reduce with. We forget something every show. Every show. Every show. We forget something. Um, you can only spot reduce by changing up your metabolism. Metabolism multitasking, right? Eat more, exercise more, eat less, exercise less is how it will work. So um, I had a mini weight wet. I got to tell you really quickly. So, <laughs> I was in the gym the other day, right? So I was at Anytime Fitness. And this lady was on the leg extension machine. And so I was preparing to walk past her. And you know how you glance at somebody and you get a feel that they're about to say something. They like yeah. move their facial expression changes or something. And so I'm prepared to say good morning to her. It was like 7 in the morning. And she, I'm like, she looked me right in the eye and she was like, I hate working out. <laughs> That's not a way what I feel you. She's like, she's like, I hate working, working out, right? And whereas the average person would just laugh or be like, I feel you. Of course, here I go. I know you went to, you can never, nobody just had a moment. I couldn't let her have a moment. Oh I was like, no, you need to change your mindset and tell your mind.
say it again. Until you learn to value something, you will never do well with it. So that means even in your marriage, you might have highs and lows, but eventually you're going to come down to the low if you don't value marriage. It, it's, it's too um, based on your need. Yeah. It can't be based on your need. It has to be valued. Like your value. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because I know this lady was like, what? I'm thinking I'm about to vent. It's one of the things where people think um, that they're going to find the common denominator between you. Yeah, we both hate. Uh, you know how everybody th- think you always hate your job. Everybody yeah. thinks you hate your job. And yeah. so, uh, how you doing? Uh, just work. And I'm like, well, sorry for you. <laughs> but I don't hate my job. I to let people have it. Even this is the way it was for me as well. A girl was talking about she decided to spend so much money on pop um, at the vending machine. I was like, you know what? Maybe you should just um, buy it. Because I'll spend too much money. Like, I'm trying to really, for my own sake, stop trying to convert people. Yeah. I'm always trying to convert somebody. What you should do is never drink pop because it's fat. <laughs> and you know, people be looking like, um, but I like pop. Right. So, yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to tell you how to save some money. Right. I can't stop you from drinking pop. I, I'm not suggesting that you do, but if you're going to do it, maybe you should just go to the grocery store. And buy it. And buy it. And I'll just help you some type of way because the fact that you even bought it enough to tell me you're drinking pop in my face, I don't, I don't think that's right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, we got problems. Okay. <laughs> we, we're out of the converting business. I, I stepped out of the converting business. If you come, if you to, come me, to me, that's different. That's different. But I'm not volunteering no, conversion. No, like my sister said, get off your soapbox. And I tried to, I got down, and I'm trying to stay on my soapbox. It's hard. Good for you. But when people, when I see so many things going on, like that girl said, girl, you're you so worried about everybody else. You're going to end up being the one that you, you die or kill yourself from worry. You, from stressing out over other people. Yeah, 100%. So, I'm, I'm just, I'm out of the conversion business. I, not, like uh, Lisa Nichols said, you're not even good. Right. I'm only good at helping the people that want help. Yeah, right. How many people have we converted that? <laughs> Zero. I'm sure that lady still Zero. hates working I've out. I've never converted <laughs> anyone. I've only helped people who wanted my help. That's yes. the only, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mine too. It's been an amazing show this evening, professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week on the Motor City Women Radio Network, we have an amazing lineup for you as usual. A couple of new shows that I'm really, really excited about. On Mondays, as usual, professionally fit with myself and get fit with Jay at 6.30 p.m. And then also this week, on Wednesday, we have a new show um, entitled with a new host. My girl Kendra Speech is going to be um, joining us this Wednesday. This is her. She's new to the Motor City Women Radio Network, and she'll be the first and third Wednesday of the month. She'll be joining us here by the Motor City Women Radio Network, the Diva Knowledge Radio Show. Diva Knowledge Radio Show. So she'll be covering a host of topics ranging um, from health and wellness to relationships. And so she'll be joining us for the first time this Wednesday, also on Wednesday. And that's at 12 noon, by the way. Then also on Wednesday, we have Destined for Greatness with Miss Monet, the media diva, at 4 p.m. She's Wednesday and Friday at 4 p.m. Also on Thursday, we have Why That's Why with Krista Chambers at 7 p.m. And this Saturday, we have the Fuller Woman Radio Show at 1 p.m. with host Cassie. So be sure to tune in to all these wonderful women radio hosts. I am absolutely loving it here on the Motor City Women Radio. Um, Before we get out of here professionally fit, I just want to leave you with a quick word of advice to sum up the show this evening, and that is be a chronic action taker. Be a chronic action taker. We absorb so much knowledge throughout the day. We We consume so much information. But how much do you apply? How much do you apply in your business? How much do you apply in your relationship? We love all the memes and we love all the fancy sayings and we love all the Facebook lives where people are dropping knowledge and giving advice. But how much do you actually apply? Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you to be a scoreboard watcher on that. Just tally up how much you apply throughout your week and throughout your life to really make a change. So this week, I encourage you and I challenge you to be a chronic action taker. Take one thing from the show this evening and apply it to your life for the better. And we look forward to seeing you back here next Monday on Professionally Fit at 6.30 p.m. Until then, be well. You're listening to Motor City Woman Radio. Tune in daily for inspiration, motivation, and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook 
at Motor City Woman. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Kitty Media Group or Motor City Woman Radio Network.